0: Good evening. This is Sam Oftadal. I'm here with my friend, Mark (laughs) Lukey. What is this, NPR? Yeah, I was trying to find, like, late night jams with (laughs) Mark and Sam.
1: We're here at the All Fishing Hour with Mark and Sam.
0: I don't know about this new direction, but (laughs) I'm here for it. Maybe they'll hear your favorite 1999 slow jams. Oh, yeah. Now you're talking. The Hot Stacks of Wax (laughs) with Brandon Backstrom. Hot Stacks of Wax. (laughs)
1: Did you just come up with that? Where'd that come from? That's that's an old radio thing. That's beautiful. Yeah.
0: That was great. So, yeah, uh, Strew's not here tonight. Uh, Just uh, Mark and Sam.
1: Yeah, Strew had a family celebration dinner he didn't want to miss, and I understand it. He's a hardworking man. I'm always a little nervous when Stu's not here because he is our prep guy.
0: Yes, he is. He's always very, very organized. He has a legal pad full of chicken scratch. When he
1: brings the right bag, because yes. maybe one out of five times he brings the wrong bag.
2: Uh, I'm just assuming that these phone numbers that you gave me are going to be correct, though. And I don't know what you to know do what? with that. I, I got them to, from Strew. So okay, maybe not then. There's a chance. We could be scrambling. <laughs> there's,
0: n- there's not going to be any panic running back and forth. Cause,
1: <laughs> oh, there's still a chance. What's the percentage there? I would say 10% of the time it's like Every a time completely wrong number. Yeah,
2: 10 probably is about right. It's all good. 10% of the time every
0: time
1: we love Strew and we miss you um he's the best enjoy your night out but we are here and we have a big show tonight 6 20 we're gonna have travis frank on travis is my good friend at ron share productions host of do north outdoors the flush rooster Tales. he's a reporter from minnesota bound he is fishing in the blackfish classic blackfish one of our great sponsors And I don't think he's fished this one before, but it's on Lake Minnetonka, so he is a pro. So he's going to talk fishing, maybe the upcoming flush season, Uh, a lot going on in Travis's world. So we're going to check in with him at 620, and he's one of those guys that I really respect him as a fisherman. I've gone with him a few times. He was a guide in high school and throughout. He still guides, and um, he knows what he's talking about.
0: Yeah, he's definitely very knowledgeable.
1: He is, and so we're gonna check in with him. Maybe get some tips about midsummer fishing. Uh, I went out this week. It's uh, it's definitely transitioning into the dog days of summer, mm-hmm. and so I went out with my friend Eric. It's always great to learn new ways of fishing. When I grew up, the only t- we didn't have walleyes on my home lake, and any time I went fishing for walleyes was when I went with my dad in Canada, hmm. and that kind of spoils you on the walleye oh, fishing. Yeah. And the only real way that we ever did it and the only real way I knew how was try to get to, you know, 18 to 20 feet of water and you jig straight down.
0: You know, what's funny is I I feel you. We, I didn't fish much growing up. We'd go once a year, you know. Yep. We were more of a hunting family. But at the same thing, it was, you know, we'd fish. Eight to twelve feet, you know. Yep. In be, you know. Try and get lined up between the look you for know, a rock pile or the glass house on the lake with the Martin <laughs> yeah. house, you know, somewhere in this. And you're gonna use a gold jig and a minnow.
1: Well, I remember how big of a deal it was too. I'll, I'll get <clears throat> to my point here soon. We had an old Lowrance unit, like the green box that you see at garage sales. Yeah. <laughs> and it didn't mark fish. It told you how deep you were. Right. It would. It was as loud as an aircraft carrier. It'd be like. And there would be a line in how deep you were. And you just try to find a break, and, and you jig straight down. And it works because there's so many fish there, right? I mean, right. you always caught fish. So why do anything else?
0: You know what's weird about that? <clears throat> what year was that that you, let's say, you use those?
1: Uh, it was 20 years ago, 25 okay. years ago.
0: So 25 years ago, let's say, you had that machine. Mm-hmm. Now you have the Garmin. Uh, yeah, yeah. What's it
1: called? Um. You know, well, live there's scope, no live scopes live scope. now. I I don't have one yet, but yeah, no. Fishing, but I'm saying like the it, difference in technology.
0: Yeah, think about like what's going to be in 20 years. Are we all going to wear sunglasses and could just like look, look to the bottom?
1: Well, that's basically what the live scope is. I know. I mean, you can see it all in 3D. Isn't that so. crazy though?
0: Where we've come in 25 years of fishing technology
1: in anything. It is crazy. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Even like mapping when mapping on your phone came out. Like,
0: did you have an atlas map?
1: Uh, yeah, or lake pre- I printed out lake maps from the DNR and you think you're in the right spot, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, do you remember when you were even driving? Even finding
1: a break, even finding a drop off was tough.
0: Do you remember driving, getting driving directions on MapQuest?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I even and before MapQuest? Printing them off. <laughs> I'm I'm 10 years older than you. So, um oh, okay. I was <laughs> I was still in the era where there was no MapQuest really. So when I worked in construction,
2: that Hudson book.
1: Yeah. I had a book of the Twin Cities, and I would call my boss when I woke up at 7 or whatever. Where am I working? He would give me an address. I sound like a dinosaur. I would look it up on like an index of where the road yeah, was. Through That's a D4. D- yeah. Yeah. And so I would drive.
2: Page 294, D4. <laughs> yep. No communication. I would
1: drive. I'd work on the house. Say I'd get done halfway through. I would drive and find a pay phone to call the office to where to go next.
0: Yeah, I, that, that's so <laughs> awesome. When we
1: got Nextel's, it was like, what? We yeah. can call during the day at work?
0: I remember when I first- Like the
1: walkie-talkie yeah. version yeah. too? Beep, beep, that beep, was beep. awesome. It um, only cost $300 a month.
0: Yeah. I remember when my dad first started taking me hunting with the guys. Mm-hmm. We'd have to drive the six miles into town in Outing, Minnesota to go to the local convenience store slash liquor store and use the payphone on the deck to call my mom.
1: Yep. It worked. I remember that. Anyway, where was I going? Oh, learning fishing. Sorry. So it's been really fun over the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years of learning different ways to catch walleyes. Right. Um, I still go back to the tried and true jig and minnow on yep, a break. for sure. But in the dog days, you got to think of different ways. Uh, like in when I was on Lake Plantagenet, mm-hmm. uh, we were trolling with crankbaits. And that's just something I wouldn't do for walleyes yeah. before. Um, I'm, I'm trying to master the lead core thing and I'm getting into that. Everyone, everyone talks about that, but do you need a wine counter? Uh, I don't, I've been looking at buying them, but
0: I need to cut back on expenses a little bit. Sell some uh, of that musky stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I went out with my friend, Eric and we found the weed edge. They seem to be at the weed edge right at dusk now, you know, casting different stuff, trying slip bobber and, And it's fun trying different things, and we caught a lot of fish, so uh, they're out there. It's just a little harder to find them, that's all.
0: I feel like in the past, like, even couple years of being on this show, I have my knowledge of walleye fishing has been expanded, just going with these guides. Yeah, for sure. There's so much knowledge out there, and that's why Travis is such a good guest, because he is the type of guy that will Uh share it with you. Yeah. You know those guys like, oh, I'm not telling you what I'm using. Like, no, Travis will want to get more people into fishing, you and I want to get more people into the outdoors, Mm -hmm. and... You learn as much as you can, and it's just so funny how—not funny, it's just interesting—I should yeah. say—how many different techniques to walleye fish there are.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm learning all <clears throat> sorts of stuff: uh, spinners, you know, Lindy rigs, bottom bouncing. I'm I'm learning more ways, and I'm 42. I've fished my whole life, and I'm not afraid to admit that. Yeah, I'm not very good at certain things, and right. I want to learn. You know, if if you ask me how to catch panfish with a six-year-old on a lake, I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> but um,
0: you've been forced. To become yeah. very good at that.
1: <laughs> so anyway, I was on I was on our local lake. I won't name the lake, but uh, okay. it's busy. White Bear. No, but close. <laughs> and uh, something really fun, funny happened to me that's never happened to me before. <laughs> I'm fishing with some braided line that probably needs to be changed. I'm I'm cheap, <laughs> Always. And, but you're like, okay, it should last three years, right? Oh yeah. So I had this line on. I hook up on a fish. Go to set the hook. Snap. Ugh. Line snaps. Not on the knot, not bitten off, it snaps in the middle of the freaking just like line. like frayed? Like 10 feet up. Abrasion, bro. It just snapped clean like Good you're work. breaking a stick. And you're right. You're right. You, you've been listening to real talk too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so after swearing for 25 minutes straight, because it was probably decent fish, at least it always is when you lose like it. It is a monster. I tied on another jig like an idiot using the same line. I would have too. And Because uh, I only brought two rods on my friend's boat. But I start jigging, jigging about half an hour, forty five minutes later, I start reeling up and I and I pull up and I snagged a line, right? I pulled my line out of the water that I broke last time.
0: Was a fish still on it?
1: I grabbed it and hand over handed a fish in the boat.
0: Oh my (laughs) gosh. So awesome. Let's let's summarize. You broke line. Yeah. And later, how much? How, it was.
1: It was not immediately. It was. It was half hour, so forty five minutes. 30, later. 45 minutes yep. later,
0: you cast out. You're reeling in. You caught the line that broke previously, uh-huh. and it still had a fish on.
1: It still, ha- I hand over handed a decent sized perch. It was. I don't know. It was. It wasn't a big perch, but
0: oh my goodness!
2: It wasn't dude. so
1: big you would snap line on it, mm-hmm. but yeah, but it
2: was a fish. It's right? crazy how often like weird stories like that happen. I remember uh-huh. my uncle one time last sewing a fish, kind of like the line yeah. went around it and yep. hooked on, it and he reeled it in. Didn't oh, yeah. hook the fish; just I right caught around. him by the tails. Yeah, oh, it's yeah.
0: just crazy. You know what's insane? Just think of the mental k- things that that perch went through. <laughs> like, oh no, I caught! I, think of I got free! Too. What's this thing hanging from my mouth? <laughs> and then like, t- thirty minutes later, it gets caught again. That poor fish went through, like... A roller coaster. Did you keep of emotions. it? Did you no, keep I
1: did not. I th- I thought about it, but... Um,
0: At least you had to let him go back out, because you yeah, probably... Yeah, he, like- he earned it.
1: Well, they, I mean, he was swimming around. <laughs> he, he earned Obviously, it. Obviously, they didn't, like... Uh, he didn't go anywhere else. He's just that hanging is, around the that's,
0: boat. Honestly, I didn't even really... That's stupid of me, but I thought maybe just hang out in that same area, but... Yeah. Were you guys in the same kind of area of the lake?
1: Yeah, it's not like we were on the other side of. The, I mean, we were in the oh exact same gosh, spot. Oh my gosh,
0: dude, that is awesome! Story. I know,
1: I couldn't believe it. And it's like one of those things you can't. <clears throat> it's hard to explain. Like, what are the chances of that,
0: dude? You can't. Yeah, you can't. Because the
1: line is sinking too. It's not floating line. Oh, it's
0: braided line. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. That you caught it again. And where, did you hook your old line?
1: Yeah, I hooked my old line. Man. So if there wasn't a ton of line, I wouldn't have been able to reel it up and reel it in. You know, but it oh broke so gosh. far down the rod. Anyway, that That is, that's my fishing story. I have, I have caught a rod, a full rod and reel before. Wow. That was, uh, Lake, uh, Traverse, I believe on the border. I I snagged a line, reeled it up and pulled on like a full brand new rod. Hmm. I think I still use it.
0: I've caught, uh. The one thing that I've caught that I actually kept, I put it at the in the cabin that we were using, was like a nineteen sixties nineteen seventies really really nice like camping chair. Remember how like the plaited like crisscross? Yep. And it was like wasn't even rusted.
1: So you probably thought you had to fish for a while, dude. I thought because it put some resistance up. (laughs) Dude, I was like, get the net. We need a harpoon. It's stand down. It's stand down. Yeah, kill this one. (laughs) Like the uh, okay, I can. I'm going to one-up my own story here. Ooh. I've already said this on air before, and it's hard to believe. It's really hard to believe. I'm excited. I was on. Have the, I heard this? Probably. I tell it to everybody. I was on the St. Croix River on opener, which is you can fish a week earlier than Minnesota opener because <clears throat> it's border water or whatever, yep. some weird rule. And we are in a spot um, up north by Franconia, and I pulled in a bag of drugs what yes what kind uh i believe it's the marijuana variety i would have no idea what it looks like but no just kidding <laughs> no there's a bag there was a bag with a pipe and mushy drugs in it oh wow and the funny thing is like, i think it
0: was the marijuana
1: type. it was opener so there's there's like dnr everywhere right yes. so so i pulled it up in the boat and i'm holding this bag of drugs and then i'm like looking around like ah what do i do like what do you do this was a long time ago before it was acceptable catch to catch and
2: release, man. Did you yeah, throw it?
1: so it's like you, you don't want to just throw trash <laughs> back in, right? No.
0: Did you dump her out?
1: Um, yes, I dumped it out, and uh, yeah, just kept so that pipe though. Story. It was like a baggie, so you know <laughs> yeah. that some some guy was fishing and saw a yeah. cop and just threw it in the
0: water. Oh yeah, or they or like, they got
1: pulled over and threw it,
0: or they like yeah, exactly. Like we they needed to check for life. Yeah, what are dash. the
1: chances of that though? I that's caught. insane. Yeah, I know. It's crazy.
0: Man, you should start like a little pamphlet of things weird, weird things catches. I've caught. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah that's insane. Well, Very insane. Um, well, should we do shout outs? What else do you want to talk about? Yeah,
0: I was just going to say it too, we can do shout outs quick, but we should, uh, you know, remind our listeners that, like you said, it's the dog days of fishing, which means it's nearing hunting season. Yeah, it is. So, food plots. Get your food plots ready. I know that uh, late summer uh, seeds need to be in the ground here the next couple weeks. Uh, start checking stands, making sure they're secure, checking cameras. Bear season starts in six weeks. Bear baiting starts in three weeks. Are you going to
1: bait on your property? I
0: am. We've had a lot of bears come A lot of bears come Are in. Are you going to hunt them on your property? Yes, sir, I am.
1: Nice. So do you have to use a shotgun then, or how mm. does that
0: work? You can use anything with it comes to bear. Okay, so it's mm-hmm. not like the
1: same as regulations. Correct. Well, that's good. Are you going to use a... I mean, might as well use a shotgun. I'm going to use a
0: four-inch knife. <laughs> Explosives. <laughs> <Yeah>. C4. Tripwire.
1: <laughs> well, last year you gave me a really nice bow, and I've yet to set it up. Yes. And I only have, what, two months to go?
0: About. That's so plenty of time.
1: I need to find a bow shop if you have any recommendations in the future.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I'll. Uh, I can recommend one here probably... Wait till like middle of August. I can recommend a really good one. How cryptic. Um, um, yes. Okay. I will. Um,
1: I need to, maybe we should go through a whole show on how I need to set it up and how I need to practice. Yeah. yeah. I, I've shot archery as, as a youth quite a bit, a youth, but it's a completely different animal now. I'd like to have someone like you, um, Really go through it with me, and I want to get good at it, so I feel very confident.
0: Yeah, and the best the best way to be, build that confidence is having a bow properly set up. Yeah, a lot of people <clears throat> you can do it yourself; you really can, um, unless if, unless you're changing, uh, you know, draw lengths and stuff. You know, a lot of the current bows need a bow press to do that. But yeah, you can adjust weights; you can do everything, but it's all about tuning that bow yeah and what i mean by that is they paper tune them you know they Uh shoot them through a piece of paper at a couple feet away and you want to make sure that arrow is going through straight that it's not dragging to the left dragging Uh to the right north or south that i mean that that has a lot to do with how accurate you be and is there
1: a specific sight or um arrow rest that i should be using
0: i mean i love the uh spot hogs, single pins. I'm a single pin guy. I don't mm-hmm. have the best vision. So <clears throat> instead of looking at five pins that are blurry, yeah, I like to use one pin. And you know, when you're at a 70 pound bow at, you know, at least 28 to 30 inch draw length, your bow, draw, your arrow drop isn't going to be s- that significant from like 20 to 30 yards, which is the most common archery shot. Yeah. And you can practice that. You can be like, okay, I know it's going to be, it's going to drop this much, this okay. many inches.
1: I rarely shoot with a, a gun 100 yards yeah. at a deer so I'm, I'm not going to shoot a bow <laughs> yeah, like more sh- than 50 <laughs> yeah
0: if you shoot a deer at 50 yards like wow that's, that's a long shot yeah. yeah 20 to 30 is where you should be do some shout outs we can talk some
1: yeah this is going quickly Um, <clears throat> a couple shout outs here Craig Rudolph Jr. says took my son and his friend out for some bass this morning and had a great morning till some boat issues and I had to know what were your boat issues he said lower unit seal went out and a rivet started leaking so he called it early and went back and fished in the Mississippi and Clearwater on our way home to make the best of it. Always an adventure. That's not good when you have a rivet leaking and your lower unit seal goes out in one day. But I'm glad you made the best of it, Craig. Thank you for writing in. Cameron Jacobs said, said catching some nice bass out of a kayak, this area in St. Cloud. Bill Katz said, start time to start thinking about ice fishing. Have a great show, guys. Uh, looking forward to talking about about bill about Landcastle, which is coming up September 9th, 10th and 11th in, um, Winstead, Minnesota. Um, what's working now says Mackle tackle size eight with a gulp alive num- one inch minnow. That's what I use all the time. Um, and Corey told me that Brian Amberg says Mason caught his biggest fish ever on Wednesday, 21 and a half pound King on Lake Michigan. That is a beauty um and uh yeah that's it it baffles me that salmon can be in freshwater or saltwater
0: me too it's kind of mine like i don't even
1: understand how that works but i don't either um I think did you salmon, see I Strew's know, I no what do you say
0: shout out to ali's graduation
1: yeah shout out to ali's graduation um She's a good kid, and I'm glad you're able to celebrate with her, Strew. And please say hi for us. Absolutely. Um, just just a great girl, and she has her future ahead of her. So we love you, Allie. Congratulations.
0: Yep. Strew's very proud of her.
1: Yeah, he should as, be. As he should be. Definitely. But yeah. So um, your food plots, what did you plant this year?
0: So I did uh, – Kirsten's probably most likely listening, and she's proud, her blood pressure probably rose when you said that because – she started to plant some corn again, and the deer didn't even let it get up to four or five inches. So I'm holding off on doing corn until the future, until I electric fence it in. But I'm going to do a winter, uh, sorry, late summer plot um, of a mix. It's uh, the analogics, like crush mix. It's clovers. Uh, and you can plant it late in the season. <clears throat> yeah, you want it to because if you plant it early, some of them get so mature that a deer won't really go after. Okay, it. they like the growing stuff. Yeah, they do, but the, yeah, they'll they'll want it to be grown, grown. but there's so many different types of seeds. There's like 10 different types of seed in here, so like some of the stuff will take a little longer. They'll let it grow, and then some of the radishes and turnips will grow, and then, and then late they'll pick off all the foliage, and then when it gets cold, they'll come back and they'll paw at those turnips and radishes, and that's what you want. Yeah. Your, your goal is to have your deer stay in your food plot for a significant amount of time. So. That's what I'm working on right now.
1: Awesome. Well, it's time for a break. We'll be back shortly with the Travis Frank.
0: Now would be the time to check on the jerky. These smokers aren't going to tend themselves. You're listening to The Four Outdoorsmen on Bob Outdoors.
2: Call Dezeal Heating and A.C. when you need dependable, affordable, and professional A.C. repair at your West Metro or Wright County home. Dezeal knows the feeling when your A.C. goes out on a hot summer day. Don't sweat over a unit that's on the fritz. Dezeal's team of licensed and certified HVAC technicians are here to help. Dezeal's trucks are stocked to repair any A.C. system and can get your cool air flowing again. Suspect a problem? Call the top dog today before your A.C. goes out. They will come running to your rescue before it's too late. (coughs) DezealHVAC.com
0: Looking for the perfect northern Minnesota family summer vacation? Then you must check out Balsam Beach Resort and RV Camp just south of Bemidji. The fishing on Lake Plantagenet is great, but the emphasis here is family. The cabins are beautiful yet rustic, the grounds perfectly maintained, the beautiful pool is heated, and there are plenty of water toys to keep the kids smiling all day long. See for yourself why many guests return year after year after year, the four outdoorsmen included. Visit BalsamBeachResort.com.
1: Last year we went to an event that was an incredibly good time and we'd love to invite you this year. It's called Landcastle 2022 and Winstead Outdoor Show presented by Burcon Outdoors. It's September 9th and 10th in Winstead, Minnesota. Hook up your fish house and join the party. Design the fish house of your dreams from Smoky Hills Outdoor Store. Shop the vendor market from companies like Clam and Ice Castle. Listen to music or enjoy barbecue and beer from Big Boar Barbecue. Tickets and details at landcastlesummerfest.com.
3: You know, you can't say Ely without thinking of Arrowhead Outdoors, Ely, Minnesota's best bait and camping store. And whether you love walleye, pike, panfish, or trout, Arrowhead has more variety of bait and tackle than any other store for many miles. And Chris and Steve, well, they're going to treat you like family. One of our listeners, Will Goble, says, thanks to Chris and Steve for helping make our last three weeks the very best. Your tips on where to fish and what to use, well, they're the reasons we did so well. I love Arrowhead Outdoors in Ely, Minnesota.
1: Guys, I think I found a cheat code for the healthcare system, Everest Men's Health, their complete health clinic for men. I received a more complete body assessment and blood test than I ever have in my life for for less than a copay at most general practitioner clinics. You too can schedule a $50 testosterone test, including blood testing, body composition and consultation with one of Everest Men's Health medical experts at one of their three Twin Cities locations. Go to EverestMensHealth.com.
0: Everyone with a boat knows how hectic it can be at the boat ramp. With all the commotion, it is key to get your trailer in and out of the water as quickly and safely as possible. That is why we have partnered with Boat Load Mate. Boat Load Mate is an automatic boat latch that allows you to quickly launch or load your boat without getting your feet wet. With Boat Load Mate, the process is effortless. Check out their website at www.boatloadmate.com or you can find them on Amazon. Devil's Lake, North Dakota is much more than
1: fishing. Walleyes. You've got Devil's Lake classic cars and hot rods. Jumbo Perch. Fire Department Golf Tournament. Casino. The ever-popular wine walk through downtown. Duck hunting. Annual Rib Fest is a blast for sure. Whitetails. Holiday Christmas light competition. Amazing.
0: Pheasant hunting.
1: And Shiver Fest right around the corner. More walleyes, five a day, ten in possession, all year long. Devil's Lake is truly an outdoor lover's destination. Devil'sLakeND.com
4: Blackfish Gear has the apparel you need for all of your outdoor adventures. From rain gear with industry-leading fabric technology to ensure you stay dry in the wettest conditions, to UPF sun protection apparel that keeps you cool and your skin protected on the hottest days. And for those cool and blustery days, our softshell gear will keep you warm and comfortable with the combination of premium fleece and a windproof and weather-resistant outer layer. You can't choose the weather, but you can choose how to dress for it. Choose Blackfish Gear. Learn more at blackfishgear.com.
1: Tired of power sport dealers not having what you want? Sick of supply chain issues? Excuse? Power Lodge currently has the largest inventory of CF Moto ATVs, UTVs, and side by sides in stock in Minnesota. The 2022 CF Moto lineup is better than ever and comes stocked with lots of great accessories like winches, roofs, USB charging ports, handguards, and more. Work smarter and play harder with CF Moto. Stop by Power Lodge in Ramsey or Onamia to see why CF Moto is the fastest growing brand in the power sports industry
3: Around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now.
1: Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you
2: buy gas. Use promo code START for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's promo code START. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code START for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's code START for a $5 bonus. Save over 60% on your 2022 resort vacation. Get $500 vouchers to Hideaway Bay Resort for just $199. Only on dealsonradio.com. Deals on radio. Deals on radio. As the wind blows through your hair, your foot pressed hard on the pedal, you'll know your go-kart racing is helping your neighbors. You can raise money and win money in the Reach for Resources Grand Prix Go-Kart Tournament on Sunday, September 18th at Stockholm Karting Center in Kokato. Cash prizes for the winners, plus a mini food truck fest for the family. And it helps Reach for Resources empower people of all abilities reach their full potential. Register for this go-kart tournament before your spot is claimed by someone else at reachforresources.org. That's reachforresources.org
0: broadcasting live from the barnhouse exteriors studios go to barnhouseexteriors.com have storm damage need a new roof go to barnhouseexteriors.com for a free no obligation consultation
5: Total Country
4: Bob
1: and we're back with the four outdoorsmen on this beautiful sunday night we have the pleasure of having my good friend travis frank travis are you there buddy
5: I'm here. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you?
1: Good evening. Thank you for spending the time with us. I know how busy of a man you are, because uh, I know your schedule, backwards and forwards, and you know Sunday <laughs> night's a special night for you, so thank you for spending a few minutes with us. I really appreciate it.
5: Well, you're in luck. I just finished changing a diaper on our little baby girl, and my wife was at the grocery store picking up groceries, because another friend of ours is having a baby, and we have to help them out so it got really busy and i i had her in one of those baby bjorn things you know and i ran outside to like you gotta take her right now she (laughs) pulled in the driveway and uh, the phone rang and the timing is good i'm glad to be here
1: well travis you're a little bit younger than me so you and your friends are in the baby making wheelhouse i'm sure you have uh, a shower like every other week (laughs)
5: <laughs> yes. Yes. I have no. Uh, I sometimes I. I you know I look at myself. And I'm like, have I, have I worn this the last three days? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and yes. I might have. I don't know. It's kind of like I there remember
1: you. there was a year in my late 20s where I was in seven weddings in one year. What? Yeah. I think oh I was. I was in five of them.
0: I don't think I have that many friends. I used to. You're a big deal. Like, I don't talk to anybody deal. anymore. Yeah. But
1: I used to be like that guy that. People could count on for that kind of thing.
0: It was just because you're really good at giving speeches. I'm good at wedding dancing
1: too, for oh, sure. I bet you are. <laughs> anyway, thank you again for joining us, Travis. The yeah. reason uh, there's a lot of reasons I want to talk to you today, but uh, one of the big ones is you are getting ready for the bat bass or Blackfish Classic on Lake Minnetonka, which I believe is tomorrow. I know that that tournament's been around for about five years. We've had some of the organizers, uh, all good people, and. Mm -hmm. that that seems like a big hitter tournament uh why did you decide to do it this year and who are you fishing with
5: yeah i'm really really excited about it actually because um i what can you hear me is there uh i can but i'm hearing other voices
1: uh, no problem. Not anymore. Brandon just looked with apology over here, so we should yeah, be good to go. He, he hit a button <laughs> for the other right studio. In the face. Yeah.
5: Okay. So I, I'm really excited to fish this year. I've not fished the Blackfish Classic before, um, and the reason I'm fishing it actually is because one of my good friends, Matt Peters, <clears throat> he asked. He had an open spot. He needed a partner, and he and I have fished tournaments together a long time ago, like 20 years ago. Uh, the last time we fished in a tournament together, um, yeah, it was, it was uh, over 15 years ago. And we've talked about it for a while that we have to fish a tournament together again because we just have so much fun. Um, and so this past week, he and I have been on Minnetonka in the same boat together, in our own boats, doing different things trying to figure out what the bass are doing. We're both very competitive. Matt Peters is an amazing bass angler, and I always consider it a privilege when I get to jump in the boat with him. There's a lot of really good bass fishermen yeah. that are going to be on the water tomorrow. There's 100 boats, 100 teams, and um, the lake has been just getting pummeled, pummeled. Right. And the word on the on the lake from most anglers is that it's been really, really tough. But when you get that many good anglers, great anglers, on that body of water, somebody always, always finds them. So we figure we're going to need to catch five bass with an average of four pounds to win, and it could be more than that, depending on how the fish are going tomorrow. But um, typically, you need need about a four-pound average. So we have to bring five of the biggest bass in. The thing is, We're about 98, (laughs) 98 out of 100 going out tomorrow. People will be fishing for almost an hour before we even get to hit the water. Yes, we get to stay out there for a little bit longer to make up that extra time that we miss at the front end of it. But that means that there's going to be a lot of spots taken. And with today's technology, there are not a lot of secrets anymore, yeah. and so you really have to find something awesome to set yourself apart, um, and we're hoping we found that. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for the competitive side of it. I love fishing, but when there's money on the line and there's a chance yeah. to win ten grand, yeah. it just adds so much to it. All the details matter. The line, you know, uh, I'm heading over to Matt's here shortly. We're going to load up the boat and make sure we both have our gear uh, re-spooled, ready to, ready to go. You don't want to nick in the line. You don't want to set the hook on a five-pound bass and lose it. You know, what could have been type thing. So Matt's won a lot of tournaments. And for me to just spend that kind of time with a friend in the boat and just soak up a little bit of his knowledge and then hopefully pass on some things to him, um, which is what we've done back and forth all week, I think everybody out there tomorrow is going to probably feel that same way, but I just get to spend time with a friend. And today we were out there this morning, and when we, started, we stopped talking about fishing and started talking about our families and life and just a lot of things that we're grateful for, the big bass started to bite, and it was, <laughs> it was a thing of beauty. And I, I'm really looking forward to that tomorrow.
0: Hey, Travis. Uh, Sam here. I got a couple of questions for you. It's got to be like, you know, Christmas Eve, the night before opener. I personally haven't had any phone calls from friends asking me to fish in a tournament with them, so I'm <laughs> sure that feels good. But <clears throat> can you explain, like you said, you're 98, so all the other boats are going out. They have a, a, a start before you. Is that how it is? Mm-hmm.
5: Yep. Yeah, so they, they break it into five flights. And so the first, or it's either four or five flights. I have to look again, but it's either the first 20 boats go out, And then 15 minutes later, the next 20 boats go out. 15 minutes later, the next 20, they do it in these waves. And then based on the wave that you go out, that determines when you have to be back. So the first boat's have to be back, I think it's either 2.30 or 3, something like that. And then each 15 minutes, the next wave has to come in. And it's based on your order. So boat number one, they get first dibs on any spot that they want to fish on the lake. And obviously they're hoping they pick the right one because you can second guess yourself so quick. And, you know, the you just count the clock down and in your mind. You're like, should I be over there? Should I be here? Somebody else is there. You know, and of the 100 boats, it fills up the whole lake really, really quickly.
1: Well, kind of another, not only is it an advantage where you're not, you know, the other boats can get out to the spot quicker, but if it ends mid-afternoon anyway, that first hour seems to be a big advantage, right? Because, you know, mm-hmm. typically think the fish bite most in the morning or in the evening. And so if you were taking away an hour in the morning, that has to be also a disadvantage, correct?
5: Yeah, it is. Uh, But also bass are interesting. They're not like walleyes. They're not like muskies. Yes, they, you know, early morning, late in the evening can be your best times of the day. But bass will go through these windows throughout the day where all of a sudden they just turn on and they feed. Or they'll move on to a spot. And so that's where the mind games come in. They were here yesterday. Now they're not here right now. Is it because they were here at 3 p.m. yesterday, or is it because they were here at, you know, 10 a.m.? And there's certain times where schools of bass will feed. But to be honest, we're looking for five. We don't care about catching a lot of fish. We probably will run into a lot of them because we have been lately, but we want five big ones. So if we only get five big bites tomorrow, I'd be fine with us.
1: Do you feel like uh, similar groups hang out together? So if you catch three or four, you know, 12, 13 inchers, do you move spots immediately or is there one big one hanging out in the group usually?
5: Depends on the history we have with a certain area. If we know that this is a spot where big fish like to hang out, we might stick it out. But this time of the year, midsummer, water's hot, fish tend to be schooled up, and they tend to school up with fish of the similar size mm-hmm. so if you find an area that has a you know small fish usually not always but usually that means there's going to be other small ones around and your chances of getting that real big one can can be a little bit less when we find the big ones they tend to be schooled up together but i'm in like this just the last 10 days there's been multiple big bass tournaments out there and you got got 100 teams fishing tomorrow. A lot of the teams have been splitting up in each fishing in their own boats because the bite has been really challenging. A lot of the anglers we've talked about, everyone said the same thing. They're like, it's been brutal. It's worst I've seen it out here in a long time. And some of that could be gamesmanship. Some of it is the truth. But we've not had one person that we've talked to that we trust say, yeah, we're catching big ones. You know, they're all saying, a lot of one- and two-pounders, nothing that I would feel good bringing to the scale. Uh, so that tells us that it's it's been a struggle for everybody because the amount of pressure has just ripped the schools of bass to shreds in a lot of the best places. And so, again, like I mentioned before, somebody will find that school of big ones, mm-hmm. and they will win. Uh, it's just a matter of who's going to do that. And it, it always happens. It happens every tournament out there. And that's the fun of it. We know somebody's going to do it. We want it to be us.
1: <laughs> well, I hope you do. And, and I would trust your instincts because you've been a guide in the Minnetonka area and a few other lakes in the area for a long time since you were in high school or even before mm-hmm. that. How You're kind of known to me anyway as a muskie guy, maybe because muskies are a little flashier. What percentage of, of guided trips do you take where people want to target bass?
5: Uh, I would say bass and walleye are probably 75% of my trips. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, over the years it's transitioned a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I travel, as you know, Mark, and some of the listeners might know, you know, some of the TV shows we produce, uh, the hunting shows, my schedule in the fall is pretty hectic. So I'm on the road quite a bit, and that's generally the best musky period of, this, of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't muskie fish nearly as much. I went through this phase when I first started uh guiding back when I was in high school and I was just obsessed with muskies and that's basically all I guided for like ten years. And then I really transitioned and now I take a lot of families out, a lot of kids come with, or I take um you know, just a variety of people that just love to catch a lot of fish. And our lakes in the metro are just phenomenal and they're full of fish. So I guide on Minnetonka, I guide on Waconia, I guide on, you know, lakes in the metro, and I do a lot of multi-species trips. So, you know, we go out and we might catch, you know, 30, 40 bass, and then go catch a half a dozen, uh, 15, 20 walleyes, and you get a couple northerns and a chance at a muskie, and the the mixed bag is a lot of fun around here.
1: Awesome, Travis. Well, we have one or two minutes. What is going to be your secret weapon tomorrow? What are you going to be throwing out there?
5: Um, honestly, there's going to be so many rods rigged up with so many different (laughs) presentations that I won't know until we get to the spot. And that's the fun thing too. It's like this game that you play in your mind. There's some lures that I've got confidence in and Matt has confidence in too. But this morning we would pull up on a spot and we'd each grab a different rod almost every single time I'd look at what he was throwing. I'm like, oh man. And he would catch something on it and I would catch something on what I had on and then we'd switch and we'd see. Well, can we get it on this? Or, you know, we just mixed up and tried a lot of different things. And I don't have I don't have one in mind yet. I'm I, it's gonna depend on the wind, the sunlight, the oh, depth of we're course. fishing. You the know you have it in your mind.
1: You're yeah, you're just a, a fisherman, that's fine. I get it. Thank you, Travis. Uh, check out Travis on the flush on the outdoors channel, do North Outdoors on Bally Sports North. Uh, rooster tails or minnesota bound on care 11 you're just about on every outdoor show in the twin cities at any given time so thank you for all you do and good luck tomorrow please uh post some pictures and let me know how it goes for you okay
5: thanks guys thanks mark thanks sam i appreciate you guys yep see have you, wonderful you. Night.
1: all right thank you Bye. up next we have jason kraus of north star forge up next on the four outdoorsmen <laughs>
0: to Total Country Bob FM anytime, anywhere, online at mybobcountry.com. Thanks to Aurora Asphalt and Concrete. Go to aurora-asphalt.com for a free quick estimate.
3: Balsam Beach Resort, the only resort on Lake Plantagenet, and that's five miles south of Bemidji. With 2,500 acres of pristine waters, you're going to find some of the best fishing northern Minnesota has to offer. Balsam Beach has been owned by Patty and Clint for nearly 30 years, so you know they treat their guests as family. There's something for everyone from swimming, biking, hiking, daily activities, even Friday night bonfires, or just relaxing in the sun. Let the simple pleasures of fresh air and sunsets do their magic at Balsam Beach Resort. What's the difference between a good net and a great net? Simple. It's all in the features.
1: The Fortis Nets by Clam Outdoors are tough, safe on fish, easy to use, and are backed by a limited time warranty, so you can count on your landing net, catch after catch. Available in a wide array of options, for all types of anglers, choose from various hoop shapes and sizes, handle lengths and colors. You pick the net that fits your fishing needs and style the best. Learn more at clamoutdoors.com
3: Welcome back Arrowhead Outdoors Bait and Tackle and Camping Store in Ely, Minnesota. Sure, you can buy your live bait at a local gas station, but it might be dead before you get to the lake. Or you can talk with Chris and Steve at Arrowhead. They work with local suppliers and they have the freshest, liveliest minnows and leeches in the entire area. And that's for sure. But I'll tell you why you're at it. Bring your coffee cup and spend a few minutes getting all the advice you need to make your trip to Ely one of the fantastic memories of life. I've been patronizing these guys for many, many years. you got to find out why. Arrowhead Outdoors, Ely, Minnesota.
1: Mark here in a few months into my treatment plan, custom designed by Everest Men's Health. I'm feeling more energized, I'm getting leaner, and I have more motivation than I've had in years. Everest Men's Health is a complete men's health clinic designed for men like you and me to get the most out of life. Go to EverestMensHealth.com to schedule a complete testosterone and body composition consultation for only $50. Visit at one of their three Twin Cities locations. I'm glad I did. Devil's Lake, North Dakota is much more than fishing. Walleyes. You've got Devil's Lake classic cars and hot rods.
0: Jumbo perch.
1: Fire department golf tournament. Casino. The ever popular wine walk through downtown. Duck hunting. Annual rib fest is a blast for sure.
0: White tails.
1: Holiday Christmas lights competition is amazing. Pheasant hunting. And shiver fest right around the corner more walleyes, five-a-day tenant possession all year long. Devil's Lake is truly an outdoor lover's destination, DevilsLakeND.com. Most of the time that I take my boat out, I'm either with my kids or by myself, which makes trailering my boat a process. With Boatload Mate, it's a lot easier. I just drive up my trailer and it safely latches to the transom. To launch it, I just back into the water and it floats over the latch. It's super easy to use and very simple to install. Only $129, it's totally worth it. Visit boatloadmate.com or find out or find it on Amazon.
4: Tis the season of camping, boating and fishing And you don't want to be left out because your trailer's broken Crystal Welding in Maple Grove can fix it and get you back to the outdoors Crystal Welding offers a wide variety of services Including welding, maintenance and repairs for all types of trailers Crystal Welding is your one-stop shop for all of your trailer needs Go to crystalwelding.com for more information Crystal Welding, solutions, service, results Crystal
2: Welding
1: Tired of power sport dealers not having what you want? Sick of supply chain issues? Excuse? Power Lodge currently has the largest inventory of CF Moto ATVs, UTVs, and side by sides in stock in Minnesota. The 2022 CF Moto lineup is better than ever and comes stocked with lots of great accessories like winches, roofs, USB charging ports, handguards, and more. Work smarter and play harder with CF Moto. Stop by Power Lodge in Ramsey or Onamia to see why CF Moto is the fastest growing brand in the power sports industry. I think I need you guys to read some more commercials. It's like yeah, that was like my voice for like ten states. <laughs> it's just easy, not only because I talk with the clients a lot and we can uh, back and forth, but we have a recording studio at my work, so it's like yeah. instead of having you drive here. But we gotta we gotta make more of an effort. I'm sick of hearing. Myself. I do gotta
2: point out one of my favorites though. Those last spots that you did uh, when you sent them to me, you're like these are all good to go. You shouldn't have to do any editing or any of that kind of stuff way wrong i start listening to him right away there's like (laughs) stuff at the front end of like little talking and (laughs) that's my edit
1: guy's problem good
2: thing that i checked him first
1: (laughs) well before we get to jason quick we have to mention we had a call and we were talking about weird things we've caught before and a guy called in and said he caught an alarm clock
2: yeah an alarm clock radio
0: you know what that means right why it's time for fishing oh Oh. hey
1: anyway we're back with the four outdoorsmen and we're pleased to have special guest jason krauss jason are you there I'm here. How's it going, guys? It's going great. Thank you so much. We've never actually spoken in person, but my good friend Aaron at Everest Men's Health, like, here, you have to talk to this guy. He has a great story. So, of course, I, I hopped on my computer, read your backstory, watched a bunch of stuff, and he was, in fact, right. We needed to talk to you. How are you doing this
4: this evening? I'm doing good, real good. I just finished working and uh, had me pour myself a beer to wait and talk to you guys.
1: That's what I do too every week. Uh, that's the way to do it. Anyway, Jason is the owner of North Star Forge. Um, why don't you just give a little background on how you got into forging knives, swords, tons of cool stuff that every guy likes. How did you get into the biz? <laughs>
4: Okay. Well, um, oh boy, eleven years ago, probably now, um, I just got tired of painting houses. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife's uh, at the time's uh, business took off, and she was she was kind of like hey it's your turn you know what do you want to do every morning when you wake up and i kind of said uh i want to make knives <laughs> then she laughed and said what do you really want to do um, <laughs> no i'm serious <laughs> <laughs> turned into a little bit of a heated debate and then uh, before i knew it i was on my way to arkansas to take some knife classes <laughs> that is that <clears throat> is the so awesome society.
1: i wish i wish that there was just one thing that you instantly know like if someone asked you that People ask me what would you do if you weren't doing what you're doing I'm like oh uh, I, I have no idea <laughs> same I'm glad <laughs> that you had something in your mind and your' passionate about it, and that probably comes through in your work because you love to do it
4: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Even when, it, even when you're having a hard day, like at the shop, it's just kind of like, hey, man, would you rather be doing, you know, want to do anything else? It's like, it, quit your bitching. <laughs> oh, I just swore in the air.
1: <laughs> That's all right. That, I think um, that's one of the acceptables. That one we let like slide. Yeah. yeah no that, one, that one's okay. a slider. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That's okay. <laughs> no problem at all. And Brandon is not good at the edit button. So from here on out, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, right. Anyway, so, so it's pretty interesting that. You started. How did you get involved in the Forged in Fire show? I watched that show a lot. I've yet to watch your episode. Yeah. I'm not to that one yet, but I, I love the show. It's super interesting. How did that come yeah. about? And just explain that process a little bit.
4: Sure, yeah. I mean, I, I think at the time when that show actually came out, I had probably been forging for maybe three years. Mm-hmm. And then by the time I had a friend that actually went on season two, And I was like, okay, that looked like fun. I want to do that. So then I just applied and they snatched me right up. Um, and you know, I got to compete and make some friends and, um, you know, get my butt kicked and, and (laughs) and then, you know, proceed. (laughs) Not, Not
1: many people get that opportunity. So that was after year three. I mean, after year, you know, 15 and you are an absolute stud at this, are you going to go back and take the crown or what?
4: Yeah, I would love to. Yes, absolutely. If I if I had a chance, Um, they contacted me one time before, thinking that I was a different uh, bladesmith, and I said I'd love a second shot at it. Um, uh, (laughs) Should have said yes. They they might give me a call. I don't know. I've been kind of just waiting for like the sweet uh, thing. It looks like the challenges are getting a little bit harder. Um, And 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 it's Hollywood, you know. Like they ask you, you know, in the interview, hey, what's the what's the worst thing you know we could stick you with? Because we you know we don't want you to make something you can't do. Well that was just to find out what I couldn't do so they could have me do it. <laughs> <laughs> dirty tricks. That's, that's Yeah. Dirty.
0: <laughs> Does Forge and Fire have, like, any of the All-Star or Redemption shows?
4: They do, yeah. There's been a few of them. Um, they're, they, they're kind of playing around with lots of stuff. I actually, to be honest with you, I don't really watch this show all that much. Wow. Uh, you know, I don't that's have the great. History Channel. I've seen it on, like, Netflix and stuff like that now. But, yeah, um, yeah that's... Uh, they, they definitely do. There's been a one where I met uh, a real good friend on another show, actually, um, uh, Master of Arms, yep. which was a Discovery Channel's attempt mm-hmm. at uh, Forged and Fire. I um, had a lot of fun on that, met a best friend there, mentored him, um, and now he's like a really good knife maker. And um, there's episodes on Forged and Fire where it's like Master and Apprentice, and both he and I would love to. You know, go go. You know, compete with others like that. That would just be a blast.
1: So, how, how long did that? I kind of like the logistics of this kind of thing. How long did it take mm-hmm. to film the show? Do they fly you out, set you up? Do you get red red carpet treatment, or is it just like be here okay. at ten o'clock and good luck?
4: Yeah, no, they uh, they fly you out. They give you a, what is it? I think it for DM is what it's called, or they yep. take care of your your meals. Mm-hmm. Um, like one day of filming. Like, the first day, is, it's about 12 to 14 hours long, mm-hmm. and, uh, and it's only the first challenge. Like, if you've seen the show, you know, they, they usually eliminate somebody. Right. Um, you know, you, you quench your knife, and you got to go, you know. But uh, that's actually, at that point, everybody goes home. You know, like, hey, take them back to the hotels. They need some sleep. Um, and then we come back for the second challenge uh, the next day. Um, you know, the makeup lady, you know, takes a picture of every smudge that's on your face and puts it back on the next day. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <clears throat> Symmetry, you know. Nice. <laughs> um, and then it's like another day of that. Uh, I was in New York for about, I want to say, it was like an overall like four day trip. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was eliminated in the second round. Spoiler alert. Yep.
1: Thanks for ruining uh, it. I'm just kidding. Yeah.
4: Sorry.
0: <laughs> I won't bet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't bet on them. Hey, Jason, real quick. was so on the I yeah. don't know if you they explained this before you got into the show or if you made you know how you make it to the final round and you get to go to your your own shop at back at home and you get like I don't know what it is. They say a week to make your own blade and then return. How is that process? Yeah. Like how do they do they tell you like how that process works? Is it truly like a week? I feel like it's kinda like i don't know like how do they control that
4: um they send a camera crew Uh, it's like i think it's like a it's like a producer and a camera guy if that if that's if i'm answering Mm -hmm. your your question correctly it's uh so they kind of split up and and you know the guys in charge like they don't they don't let up on the time it's not like you know they do they do not be like okay we'll give you an extra 15 minutes it is it is on when you're there, and they, they stick pretty strict to the rules. Um, and, you know, they stay at a hotel nearby or something. So I've, I've actually heard, you know, I've got some friends that have been on the show, and they're like, who, who stuck back out to the shop? You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, oh, no way. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, you know, do something for 15 minutes or whatever. But, it, you know, nothing happens good. In, in, in like three hours, you know, or, or even a week, you know, I mean, I've been impressed with some stuff that's been on that show, but man, I think they should just give some people some more time and watch what happens, you know, like they could get some really nice stuff.
0: (laughs) That's, that's true. So let's talk about you a little bit more. Um, Sure. What's your specialty? Obviously it's blades, but like, do you have, is give us a quick rundown of your business. Do you, do you make like stock knives or is everything custom to how people want it? And what would you say your overall specialty of style is?
4: Okay. Um, well, I would say my, my, my business is like the main moneymaker would be I teach classes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. you know, everybody watches the show and they're like, I want to do this. And then they go Google local knife maker and I pop up and then they get to come and play. um, we make, you know, railroad spike knives and stuff, and that is that is the bread and butter of the business. Um, okay. At my current skill level, I, I just passed my um, American Bladesmithing Society uh, journeyman test, so now I'm a ABS journeyman, um, which is a pretty cool title to have. The guys on the Congrats. show that you see, you know, like the main the head judges are usually master smiths of the ABS. Um, that's the next level up. Do they teach you a secret
1: handshake, or what happens yeah. then? <laughs> I
4: don't get to know that until I'm a master. It's a oh. secret stabbing. <laughs> yeah, you have to stab somebody. Yeah. <laughs> How do you- I might get to polish some shoes or something, you yeah. know. <laughs> Jason,
0: quick, quick uh, question on that: What does it take to become for the listeners? Real quick, what does it take to become a journeyman, and then what does it take to become a master after a journeyman?
4: Okay, okay. Well, with, the, with the journeyman test, you have to make a buoy knife for a performance. There's two sections to the test. There's a, you have to make a performance uh, knife, and you have to go to a master smith somewhere in the U.S., and they will administer the test for you, and you have to basically chop through two 2x4s. Well, first of all, you have to be able to shave your arm with it, then chop through two 2x4s, then cut a one-inch manila rope, free-hanging six inches from the end, uh, with one slice, and then you have to be able to shave with it again, and the edge has to be completely like unaffected, and then you get to go over to a vise and put the knife in the vise and bend it to ninety degrees without it breaking. Wow! Um, yeah, that shows like performance, you know. Yeah. Um, and then when you pass that, that's like your ticket to go down to Georgia at Blade Show and go before uh, a panel of seven master smiths. And you have to bring five presentation knives, and they're going to be looking at your fit and finish, like scratches going all the right direction, you know, design, you know, and comfort, and it's just it has to be like they have to be perfect knives. Um, they're not going to be touching these to like perform them, but the, you know they're not going to be beaten up on them. Um, and then for the master smith test would be basically everything I just said, but the performance knife has to be a Damascus knife and hidden tang instead of a mono steel full tang. Um, and then, and then in the presentation night, you have to have a, a Kion dagger um, uh, in your presentation. So, which is a nice. huge—that's a huge hill to climb.
0: <laughs> wow. You said that's a yeah. keon dagger.
4: Yeah, keon mm-hmm. dagger. I believe it's a French. Some say quatili- quatillion or, but I've been told it's Kion. I don't know. Don't ask me how to spell it, please. <laughs> I was
1: going to. It sounds like it's harder than to become a lawyer or something. I mean that is crazy hard. You'd never think that. What does what does being a master give you? Is it just like Premium more respect rates. in the uh in the industry or can you double your prices for your classes?
4: Yeah. Um actually I mean it well one it comes with prestige and just self gratification. Right, yeah. There's I wanna say there's only like a hundred and wow. I wanna say there's like hundred and forty of them in the world and wow. it's a world renowned wow. organization. Um you get you get different clientele. You get the collectors uh, mm-hmm. that like to buy and sell and trade, and you'd be become an artist. You know, there's like Bob wow. Kramer, you know, he sells ten thousand dollar chef knives. You know, and and he's an ABS master smith. And um, yeah, so that opens the door for that. It adds value to your knife. It, yep. it, it, you know, I'm already kind of I charge roughly, you know, right. uh, uh, pretty close to prices. I mean, I'm not charging ten grand for anything, but I have you know, I, uh, right. I've I've uh, a $4,000 sword that I'm making right now, you know, yeah. that, so that kind of a thing. Right.
0: Jason, we got one more question for you. We appreciate you coming on tonight yeah. and telling us about this. And sure. I know it's kind of drinking from a fire hose, all the questions, but so you said your class, that's your bread and butter of, you know, your business. Do, so if I, if I wanted to, I could reach out to your business and I could come learn how to make a knife with you that I pretty much take home to myself and, answer that question and let people know how they can reach out to you or find you.
4: Oh yeah, sure. Um, well I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Um, um, you can, you can email me at Jason or Jason at Northstarforge.com. Um, my, my, my website's Northstarforge.com. So it's like the North Star state. Um, there's classes available online to buy, um, in the shop section of the, of the website. Um, you can email me questions and if you don't see like a class time or, um, or type that you like, you know, I've, I've actually helped other knife makers get started and they want to do like a Damascus class instead of a railroad spike knife, you know? Uh, so we have, I have various like levels of skill classes, um, you know, for them to pick from. Um, and I'm fairly approachable. <laughs> Very cool. Um, thank you so much, yeah.
1: Jason. And I did talk to our producers at Minnesota bound and you might get a call from them. I think, um, if you're interested they might want to do some sort of feature on you so so be on the lookout for that call and uh we really appreciate you and we want to follow your career and maybe we'll come take a class sometime i think that'd be a lot of fun
4: yeah it'd be a blast it'd be good to meet you guys
1: all right thanks a lot yeah thank you wow that's really cool
0: that is really
4: cool
1: well we got about a minute i just want to give a special thanks to our new sponsor boatload mate um really appreciate you guys reaching out It really is a cool product. I met with James this week, and we talked about it, and I'm getting it installed on my boat, and uh, really excited for that. Thank you, Arrowhead (coughs) Outdoors. Thank you, In Ely. Thank you, Balsam Beach Resort. Uh, Thank you, Blackfish Gear. Thank you, Devil's Lake and Power Lodge. Power Lodge. And also, Landcastle Summerfest. We're going to have those guys on very soon to talk about the Landcastle event coming up uh, September 9th, 10th, and 11th. So stay tuned for that.
0: Well, we'll be back next week with a full crew. Hopefully, sure we'll be back. Uh, Again, congratulations to Allie, his granddaughter. Uh, Be safe this week. Um, And before we go, my buddy Mark has got something to say.
1: Get outside and make some memories.